What is up, members of the Izone? It's another Impact Izone podcast, but this one's special. Because we are live in a press box in the United Center. There is literally a game going on on the floor. Purdue is playing Minnesota right now. Minnesota is actually up 42-39. We'll see how long that lasts. There's 19 minutes on the clock in the second half. Are you giving live updates for this one? Live updates. Live updates. I mean, the game's going on right here. i got to give some updates. But I am joined in this lovely press box by Luke Sloan, Kyle Turk, who you just heard on mic, and Amanda Poole all with me. We made the trip to Chicago for the Big Ten Tournament. Michigan State played earlier today, defeating Ohio State 77-70. Michigan State the top seed in the tournament. Ohio State the eighth seed. Michigan State getting the win there. We'll move on to the Big Ten Tournament semifinal tomorrow to play who we just found out. The winner of Wisconsin-Nebraska is the Wisconsin Badgers, so Michigan State will get set to play them tomorrow at 1 Eastern, 12 Central time here in Chicago for all you Central timers. But in episode of Impact is Zone, we're here in the press box. Uh, Michigan State played earlier today, and guys, I just want to get your thoughts and takes from that win, especially for the fact that it's head coach Tom Izzo's 600th career win. He already has the most wins as a Spartan head coach, but 600 is a milestone not many coaches in the business have passed. Foster Lawyer, 77. Ohio State, 70. Big game from Foster. 4 of 5 from deep for his 14 points. He drew a charge in this game. A couple dribble drives mixed in there. It was an impressive effort, something we've never seen before from Lawyer. We were loving it, especially here in the booth. We're in the booth right now that we call today's game in. Hope everybody was listening in. There'll be Kyle Turk and Julian will be in here, in here tomorrow. I mean, yeah, definitely. Lawyer was a treat to see to see him do so well in this type of high pressure um, situation. But another great thing to see was Nick Ward back on the court. Um, you know, not showing up too much points wise, but he was really there fighting Caleb Wesson for every point. I mean. I think he's ready to play basketball, and he's hungry. He's eager to get out on the court and just make things happen, and I'm excited to see what else he has. Really weird game, I think. Uh, final score for me doesn't really match up the, the flow of the game because this was 15, 14 points late in the game, and, and Ohio State cut back into the lead with a couple of three-pointers. Uh, Tom Izzo had a few freshmen, younger guys in there at the end. But uh, all the points we mentioned earlier, Foster Lawyer, Incredible. Nick Ward, good. Uh, really, I mean, I think this is what you wanted if you were heading into Friday in this tournament. MSU doesn't need to win this tournament by any means, but to put in a performance like they did today against OSU, it's good. it puts them in good shape going forward. Yeah, and it was a solid win, and I think you hit the, the nail on the head, and Trent Bally, another impactor, asked me after the game, what was my, my letter grade? And to me, it was a B-. minus. It wasn't anything exceptional from the Spartans, which is a solid win in a quarterfinal game. I mean, no one really played well but Foster Lawyer, an exceptional kind of -of one-of-a-kind performance from him, but it was a solid effort to move on to the semifinal. The way that we got to this final score was not the way that I expected, but when when you break it down by minutes, Ohio State was in this game for 30 minutes until Caleb Wesson fouled out with about 10 minutes to go in the second half. Going into this one, I expected the Buckeyes to stick around for most of the game, and then the Spartans expanded the lead to 20, but it eventually got narrowed down, and they won by 7. But it's about what I expected, but I certainly didn't expect Foster Lawyer to be the talk of the city of Chicago, Twitter, and Cassius Winston outplayed Foster Foster outplayed Cassius Winston at times. 
times when Cash has admitted, keep Foster in the game over me. Who would have thought that? Yeah, I mean, Winston not playing for that long because Lawyer was on fire, but also Izzo was saying that, you know, Winston's been struggling with a toe injury or something. He wasn't in, like, the last four practices. So, I mean, it's good to get Winston some rest, especially if his backup is doing so well. It makes you wonder, how much do you really need to play him on Saturday and Sunday? Because, look, I mean, you, you need this guy at 100% for them to go anywhere in the tournament next week of course what do you what do you think i mean are we looking at it's, it's an 22 minutes today for uh, and i think that's kind of what you want to keep him around i think if i'm tom izzo i'm playing winston i might pull him if he he's only going to get to 30 minutes i think that's the cap i i was going to say 30 as well i there is no way he should not be playing 35 minutes and, and as much as i understand the competitive nature these guys are here to play if you're really going to be smart about this 30 minutes has got to be the thing. But to me, it all relies on if Foster Lawyer is going to play well. I mean, for most of the game, Lawyer's great. But then that final stretch, I mean, yes, the rest of the freshmen were in there. But they almost blew a big lead in the final seconds. The thing is, sun Sunday would matter if they were to get to Sunday and play either Purdue or Michigan. Tomorrow does not matter. You're not going to jump up to a one seed in all likelihood because of Duke playing well again. And you're not going to drop down for a loss to a pretty solid Wisconsin team. I would not play Foss or Cassius Winston more than 30 minutes uh, tomorrow. I think I would. I would depend on how the game's going. If the game is leading in a way to where I kind of have a good feeling Wisconsin is going to end up pulling it out, and I'm just not going to do it, then yeah, I'd 100% sit Winston. If it's competitive enough and you're in it and you kind of want to have a chance to roll at a championship, I'd say why not. I, I think 30 is, is your max, but if, if it's a competitive game, I, I like the competition level. I don't like the if this is I, it's like the NBA. I don't like the whole load management stuff. And the other thing is, Winston will probably end up playing 34 minutes tomorrow. Probably because I don't think he'll want to sit as well. You see, I'm going to one up you guys though. I think it might even be even down to 28 minutes because Foster Lawyer. We have, people have been begging. Tom Izzo has been begging for this kind of play from him. And when they get a flash of it, there's absolutely no reason why I wouldn't immediately go back to that and try to see if I can get it again, especially with the way he played today. But is it, is it sustainable? Like, I get it. And watching him play today was great, but it brings me to, I think it's Bohemian Rhapsody maybe, but is this the real life or is it just fantasy? I mean, <laughs> is this going to last for another game? Did anyone see anything that really told you? Foster Laura can perform at this level in the near future. Yeah, I definitely think that just because we haven't seen this at all before and it's literally the end of the season, um, you just don't know what else to expect. And it's just going to take time. You're just going to have to see what else he can do or if this was, you know, just a great game and that's it for this season. You also wonder, maybe well, that's one freshman that's already gone out and had a, a solid game this tournament. Maybe it's one of those situations where Aaron Henry comes in tomorrow, does a good job. Uh, Gabe Brown wasn't very impactful off the bench, but uh, has a chance to continue doing that. Thomas Kithier wasn't also in that much. I was surprised they didn't play Kithier a little bit more, but to get Ward reintegrated with the offense, Tillman didn't have the strongest game. I was in foul trouble in that first half. I wasn't in love with Ward all afternoon, but the times that I did see him, I mean, hey, you needed to get him back in the lineup at least a little bit. 
Honestly, it was hard to fall in love with any of the bigs in this game. Both Tillman and Ward were in foul trouble. Really, the only time we saw extended minutes from Kithier was when they were both in foul trouble. But kind of a strange game, in my opinion, from Xavier Tillman. I know he didn't play the last six or eight minutes of the first half because of foul trouble, but it seemed like he did not look as comfortable as he has in recent games. Now that's one of the bigger questions for me. Aside from Lawyer having a great game in this one, it was the return of Nick Ward. And to me, like Kyle, I wasn't in love with how he played. I thought he was solid. He scored a bit. He was some, some good defense down low, but it was nothing spectacular. The one thing that did stick out to me was the, how the offense changes with him on the floor. When he was on there, the offense was a little bit more stagnant. Not a lot more movement as it is with Winston running ball screens, moving around. And for me, I think that could be an issue going forward. It could be something Izzo just has to tool with lineups and put different people around him. But but for you all, what did you see from Ward's performance? And do you are you still on the, the fence? Or are you still thinking about keeping Tillman in the lineup or moving Ward in? I mean, I think maybe because it's the first game back after so long that he was rusty or whatever you want to call it maybe a little out of shape because he missed so many practices but um i'm still obsessed with tillman I'm, i have to pick him over ward especially um ward had some great plays he did make some good things happen but other than that i, I think tillman's a solid player because he's more active on both sides of the court you talk about, you mentioned earlier how the offense was stagnant with Ward in the game. That was more out of necessity in this game, in my opinion, than out of, it just kind of, in my opinion, came out of necessity. Because obviously Xavier Tillman got in that foul trouble early. The pick and roll action with with him and Winston, the, the ball screen offense, was really, really wasn't there the entire night. But it was kind of out of necessity. This is not the way Tom Izzo wanted to draw it up. I expected the effort to be better because I expected, I, expect, I think Nick Ward played way more than I thought he was going to in this game. Ended up with 14 minutes. I think I, we were talking last night, we were over TGI Fridays, and we were talking... Shout uh, out TGI Fridays. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and we said, we were, we were debating how many minutes, and I think, I, I might have said 14, 16. Everyone else was very uh, aggressive with how much they thought Nick Ward would play. Yeah, I think everyone was kind of overestimating his conditioning level. And from hearing what kind of Izzo said, he hadn't really like done a lot of live contact practices, didn't have too many stringing back-to-back. And that's what he looked like to me. His conditioning just wasn't there. He wasn't running in transition like normal. It's funny you say that because after the game, Izzo was was over talking just informally with a bunch of people. And uh, he said he was actually surprised with how well he was conditioned. He had a little bit more energy than he thought. Which, I mean, three and a half weeks out, maybe, maybe Izzo's seen other guys perform poorly after that long of a time off. I don't know. It's weird because... I don't know if we can really pick faults with this MSU performance. A lot of the things that they don't usually do well, 11 turnovers, 5 offensive rebounds for Minnesota. MSU shot 52% from the field. I don't know what else we want to say. I mean, you look in some, some of the guys you expect to have big nights, weren't exactly perfect. Kenny Goins missed a lot of outside shots, but bound to you know happen every now and then. I struggle to really find a, a place to pick fault with where MSU was offensively today. Really kind of putting a capper on the Ward situation. I know we're gonna we're gonna move on from that and talk about some different things, but I think we're not giving Ward we're not giving him enough credit in this situation because it's not like he's just th- being thrown back into a regular season game. The speed of the game around him is a lot faster than it was when he originally exited play back against Ohio State in February. I think maybe it's being exploited more than it should. I think his conditioning level is better than some think it is. It's going to be interesting. I definitely 
don't think it was the best performance, but it was a solid win, a solid performance for the Spartans. But they're definitely going to need something more than solid to defeat Wisconsin once again. That's the next game coming up tomorrow in the Big Ten semifinal. They will play Wisconsin. Again, 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern time is that game. And kind of segueing still with some more talk, in the first game, these two, these two teams met up away in the Kohl Center. Michigan State gets the win. But a big part of that win was the way Nick Ward defended Ethan Happ. Do you see Izzo maybe going with Ward just because of that defensive effort he had early on in that game? Uh, I mean, after Saturday night with, with the way Tillman defended off of ball screens with guys that are much quicker than Ethan Happ or uh, Caleb Wesson and guys like Xavier Simpson, I, uh, Jordan Poole, I think, I think Tillman's got the ability inside against a guy like Happ. Uh, it's just, for me... I get, I get the love for Hap. I get that he's a good player. He just never seems to me to be able to completely take over a game against someone like MSU. And I think that's down to more game plan than anything else. They run so much of their offense through him, and I'll, I'll be surprised if they manage to just blow the Spartans away just because of how good MSU's been defensively over the last few weeks. In my opinion, I think they're going to need both Ward and Tillman to step up on the defensive end of the floor in this one. Not only are we talking about Ethan Happ, but also Reavers, another big 6'10 for Wisconsin. He's another guy that you need to worry about, another guy that's in the starting lineup. I kind of compare him to a young Frank Kaminsky, a guy that can really stretch the floor. I think uh, Michigan State's going to need it from both. Yeah, and I think the Spartans have learned a lot from, you know, what Tillman's capable of and now what Thomas Kithier is capable of. They have bodies to throw in there if they need to change something up or give somebody rest. And I know that Kithier is up for the challenge. And looking at Wisconsin, for them in that last game against Michigan State, neither Brad Davison nor Demetri Trice were able to get going. Both guys are at a different point in their seasons now, playing a little bit better. If you're Michigan State, how do you go about guarding those guys, and do you think they're going to have a better game? What are, the, what are the keys for Wisconsin to get a win? Ohio State, I mean, say what you want, 12 of 26 from three. And a lot of those are late and maybe, I don't know, I, I thought the one area where MSU might have struggled just a little bit, perimeter defense. Uh, it felt ball screens, uh, Winston and Tillman had a couple plays where they just weren't, the, the wires got crossed and they just must have well, yeah, miscommunicated. Mis had one in the second half. I think it was C.J. Jackson, but Winston looked like he was trying to go under the screen, and Henry, instead of coming up, stayed down, which led to a wide-open three. Izzo got, got really pissed later in the game at Tillman. for. I think Tillman might not have switched when he needed to and gave up another open three. I mean, 12-26, if Wisconsin does that tomorrow, I think they've got a really good shot at beating MSU. Um, as you mentioned, Davison and Trice, they can get hot and get them in the right situation, they're going to be tough to beat. And it's also important to note that Ohio State is not a good three-point shooting team, just over 32% on the year. Wisconsin's a team that has more shooters. They're going to need to step up in that area, especially some of their bigs that can stretch it out too. It's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Wisconsin plays at a very different pace than Michigan State. They like to slow the game down, limit possessions, and play great defense. So we'll see what happens. Michigan State got the win in the first meeting. This is now an even, bit, even bigger setting for the Spartans in this one. Big Ten tournament semifinal. They're either going to lose, go home, get rested, or keep it moving, make it to the championship, and see what happens later on. Either way, big game tomorrow, 12 Central, 1 Eastern. And you all know what it is. It's prediction time now. I'll start it off. It's all right. Host will, host will start it. We'll kick it off. 
We also have some guest pickers coming on pretty soon. But Michigan State, Wisconsin in the semifinal, I, it was tough, a really tough call for me just because I, I, Michigan State is still one of the best teams in the country. But I'm going to go with Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin will do a good job of slowing the game down, limiting the pace, limiting transitions, forcing some turnovers. I like Davidson and Trice to both get hot from three. The Cap has a great game, and they squeak out a W here in the semifinal and make their way to the championship. I agree with you. I think it's all about the bigs in this one for Wisconsin. Strange game, like we said, about with, with Ward and Tillman today. Both of them had foul trouble at times. Obviously, Ward's not healthy. Big game for Hap. I say Reavers makes three or four triples in this game. Badgers win at 72-64. Spartans get a little extra rest, which in my opinion is exactly what they need. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. I think Michigan State pulls the win out just because, I mean, I think they want this. I think the team wants this. Um, the players are eager to, you know, kind of make a name for their their year this or their season this year and I think this is the way to do it and they can do it. I lean MSU and, and really only because we didn't talk that much about Wisconsin and Nebraska because we weren't really paying attention to much of it for the first half at least. Four point win over a team that had been playing each of the last two days. There probably wasn't a whole lot that Greg Gard loved about that performance uh, earlier in the day. I think both teams do have a little bit of something to prove. I would be surprised if MSU goes out and you know sits there and rides Winston and plays him a bunch but I'll lean MSU close it's going to be an exciting game I think this is it's got the both these semifinals both uh MSU Wisconsin and then I do I think the the thinking right now is Michigan Purdue those be some good games it's definitely going to be a good one we have a couple of guest pickers coming on the show now joined with us they followed us on the road from Focal Point Spartan Sports Report our friends in the J School. First, we got Michael Epps making his pick. Welcome on. Yeah, happy to be here, Julian. Thank you. Uh, check out our stuff after you check out Impact stuff, of course. But there we it's going to be an interesting game tomorrow. I, it just amazes me that Ethan Happ cannot hit free throws, especially down the stretch. I think Michigan State has the bodies to throw at him. And the way that they also hit free throws down the stretch, I mean, Nick Ward can hit them. And the way that they were able to just seal up the game today, even though it got late in the last minute, it got close, but I still think Michigan State will come out and get a win over Wisconsin. And Griffin Stroin coming on the show. He's going to make his pick. Who do you got? Yeah, uh, crazy that great minds must think alike because I was thinking the same thing that Michael was thinking of free throws being the huge thing down the stretch. And like Michael said, Ethan Hap can't, just can't make them. It blows my mind that these top players cannot make free throws. Um, but I think that's going to bite Wisconsin in the rear end you know, later in the game. And like Cassius Winston can make those. He's our best player, and he can, down the stretch, make those big plays. So I think MSU wins a nail-biter, but I think it does come down to the free-throw line. I like that. If there's a hole you're picking in Hab's game, it's free-throws and three-pointers. We had to shout he it hasn't out. made really any. We had to shout these two out because they, they literally drove our butts down here. So, I mean. Yeah, shout-out to them. I mean, you, you got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, they could have taken you all the way or could have dropped you off halfway. They, they so could have dropped us right at, right at the Indiana-Michigan border right. there. Oh. Made, made us walk the, the last five hours over to uh, Chicago. Right at the border. But luckily, everybody made it safe here in Chicago from the United Center. Once again, thanks for tuning in to Impact Izone on the road in episode in Chicago, season six, episode 18. 18 of the pod. I think I don't know my own episodes. Get out of here. Episode 18 of the pod on the road from Chicago. Right now, looking for your live update. Minnesota's up seven against Purdue, 57 to 50, 11.33 left 
in the second half. It's going to be interesting, whoever is going to play the winner of Michigan and then Iowa following this game. Either way, we'll keep you with updates. Content's flowing out the wazoo for us here in Chicago. Keep it locked at WDBM Sports for all the content. Follow everybody on Twitter. We got it all for you. Thanks again for listening in. Impact is on Season 6, Episode 18. We'll see you tomorrow.